Semi-final weekend is in the books, and after six great games, we've got three more to go in the grand finals next week. Welcome to the second last edition of the NPL Sunday Show for 2020. Adam, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Scott. And uh, yeah, like I said, it has been an epic weekend of football uh, up here in Queensland. And look, um, I'd say at least five of them lived up to expectations. One, maybe not so much, but look, it's been a great weekend. And yeah, congratulations to everyone involved. Like it has been a very, very good final uh, series so far. Absolutely. Six great games, as we mentioned, was up straight into them. But the first of them in the NPL men's, look at their NPL men's, NPLW, then FQPL to round out the show. We'll start with NPL men's, as I said. Semi final one. Lions FC 4, Peninsula Power 1. Goal scorers, John Carlos Solorzano, Joe Duckworth, Mitch Hoare and Zach Maltby. Andy Pengelly on the score sheet for Peninsula Power. And we'll talk about everything in, in detail in a minute. But first of all, what are your thoughts on the, the game? Because I thought it was a it was a game where I thought Lions ended up controlling the, love, the majority of it due to the circumstance which played out throughout the game. Yeah, look, um, it's an interesting one because, uh, like I said, Peninsula Power, they, they won last week 3-0 and going into the finals, and you thought maybe that, you know, they might have you know, struck a bit of a psychological blow, but um, it was it was far from it. And like I said, we'll, and we'll get into it in a sec about, you know, the circumstance behind it, but look, um, I think Peninsula Power, they, they felt a little, they looked a little flat um, So sort of after their win. And obviously, it was a very emotional win, you know, claimed the premiership uh, just seven seven days earlier, and um, yeah, look, the uh, credit to Lions, they came back at them, and and you know, sort of they controlled most of the game, and you know, deserving winners. I see. We'll go right through the game from the start. Now it was a great start for the home side. Oh, the big Waves had a big part. It was Lions who scored first in the seventh minute. John Carlos Laws. Now we talked about last week, Adam. Both sides had plenty of chances. The chances fell for Peninsula Power that night, but there was a real false read, and you got a sense of that early on, didn't you? That. Lions weren't as bad last week as, you, as it looked on the scoreboard, and they scored early with a really good chance through Solorzano. Yeah, and um, it was pretty much the, the perfect start for them compared to you know one week prior. That you know that Lions did have a lot of chances uh, in in that game previously, and like I said, they they took their one chance. You know, John Carl Solorzano um, scoring after seven minutes, and that that really sort of set the tempo for the game because it sort of allowed them to play from in front. And I think we both sort of had the sense that you know the first goal scorer in this game was always going to be be the one that's going to sort of you know con- control the output, and it would take a lot for the team trailing to um to get back into it. Well, I did get back, and Sandy Pengelly scored in the 19th minute, but then there was the big moment of the game. It was Sam Roper's second yellow card about the 25th minute mark, Adam, and it was it was a real, really tough moment for the home side, wasn't it? Because it were, they were just getting back into the game, Peninsula Power, and then they go down to 10 players. Yeah, look, it was a very, very unfortunate one. Second yellow card for Sam Roper. He uh, got the first yellow card in incident, which uh, saw keeper Luke Boren, who we will mention. We'll <laughs> I know it's, him the later. Big, it's the biggest story that seemingly uh, doing the rounds today, but uh, we'll mention that there. But he was down for a couple of minutes. Um, he, he got a yellow card for that, uh, for that challenge. And then, yeah. D- then 10 minutes, uh, 20 minutes later, he uh, he lashed out uh, in a tackle, which saw him uh, get a second yellow. And that, that it did change the game. Um, admittedly, like I said, uh, Pinchler Power fans, you know, were very, very, you know, upset with the decision. Um, and yeah, and look, and pretty much that was pretty much the tale of the game. You mentioned the first, like, the second one was for a challenge. I believe it was on Mitch Hall from memory. It was a, it was probably a second yellow card foul, but it was more of the situation of the way the game had been handled to that point. And, from Potential's point of view, it was a player that you probably didn't really want to lose because if you were down to 10 players, you need workhorses in midfield to better get up and down the field. And Sam Roper represents that for Potential Power. So that was a really tough loss for them. And Lions did go on and capitalise with a couple of goals 
in the preceding minutes before halftime with Joe Duckworth and Mitch Hoare. And at that point, the game was seemingly pretty much done. Yeah, it was. And um, yeah, and you did mention sort of Sam Roper's output. Like he's sort of he's one of these unsung heroes sort of that you know that you won't you won't see too many sort of you know rave reviews because he's a workhorse in midfield. And that's that's where the game was pretty much lost. If if they didn't sort of go you know, psychologically sort of you know, I'm not gonna say packed it in, but they sort of, yeah, they really were behind the eight ball with 10 men, obviously, you know, not only just numerically, but uh, it seems to me they, were, they seem to be chasing shadows almost with Lions who really sort of, you know, put the foot on the throat, you know, in the second half before, it, you know, it finally gave way with Joe Duckworth getting that goal to go ahead just before half time. But I think, I think the fact is that, you know, they, with Sam Roper gone, they never really covered up that, that midfield. And that's where they got overran. You know, they tried uh, Andy Pangeli in there to try and just sort of, you know, get numbers behind the ball. But it, in the end, I think um, the crafty sort of midfield that Lions have, um, it just was too much. It just, at the end, it just, you know, cascaded to the point where 3-1 at half time, down 10 men, it was going to take a miracle for power to come back. And in the end, they go down 4-1. They did go down four one with a late goal from Zach Maltby. They went down to nine minutes all through Cam Crestone being mm. sent off in the last five minutes. We should mention that the second half as a whole because despite being down to ten players, Peninsula Power pushed and pushed and pushed. They did not give up. They kept going and they had a couple of really good chances they denied by Luke Boreen and they look they put in as much effort as they possibly could. It just ultimately wasn't their night. Yeah, look, and uh, we're sort of saying, you know, around the hour mark as well, potential power despite being down to man, they were pushing, they were looking for that goal. Now, if they had gotten that goal to make it 3 2, I reckon there might have been the Frighteners may have gone through lines a little bit, thinking, oh, here we go, here come, here come the uh, the Premiers. But, um, yeah, the, the late goal by. Oh, we're talking about the coach of Lions, Darren Simon. Darren, congratulations on the win tonight. 4 1 in the final over potential power. Thank you very much. Yeah. You played the same team about this time last week. What? Did you change during the week to try and get a different result? Obviously, it didn't quite go your way last week. Um, no, I think there wasn't a great deal um, in difference to the la- language that I used. You know, we um, the boys recognise it's finals football. Um, you know, I think I suppose what I called for, I felt we kind of moved away from our defensive, a strong defensive performance over the last month or so. So I was looking uh, for us to, you know, at least lay that foundation. And if you do that, then you know you're you're in a pretty good position. So I thought we defended quite well tonight. We we, we certainly didn't leave anything uh, out there. So you did defend really well, but you also started off really well in the front. They're getting the other goal. How important was that for this game tonight? Yeah, well, it's vitally important, isn't it? You know, we we've been guilty at times to to miss those opportunities. So when I I, I saw the ball sign up, side under Phil, you know, it was a, it was a nice relief. You know. And that goal right on half time, did that change what you could set at half time or that just make things a lot easier for you? Absolutely. I was I was about to go in and, and blast them for just playing down channels and, and trying to force it. But you know, on that occasion it worked. So um, oh listen when we went in there at, at that time at that level, sorry, you know, it's it's about maintenance but also not allowing them to get back in the game, which I kinda of thought we did to an extent in that second half. Uh, you know, they're, they're obviously gonna come out and thriving at us. The boys, the boys handled it. They dealt with it. So, I was saying, did you had a couple of players come off in the second half? Is that precaution, or is there anyone in doubt for next week? Um, no, that was that was precautionary. Obviously, I think Joe will probably go get some scans just to, to make sure everything's A-OK, But he, he feels quite strong through the knee. So, um, but other than that, it was just just precautionary more than anything at, at, at that stage. Yes. And I'm sure you're going to tell me you don't mind who you play next week, but we have a close eye on that game tomorrow afternoon at Goodwood Park. 
I'll be there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go along and, and have a look and uh, and take some notes. But they're both quality sides. You know, you know, both of them we thoroughly deserve to be there. So. Whoever's there, we'll, uh, we'll we'll put on a show. This fine's pretty big day here for your goalkeeper Luke Warren as well. Correct. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. When we saw him turn up, you know, when he told me that he was uh, making himself available to play, I had to kind of ask him three times just to make sure that it was, he was telling me the truth. But, you know, he's, he's amazing. He, you can see he cares and, and, and the boys responded. They, they saw the sacrifice that he was making for the team and, and they responded beautifully today. Celebration on two parts. Let you get back to it. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So that was what Darren Simon had to say last night after their 2-1 win. No, 4-1 win, I beg your pardon. It's been a long week. 4-1 win for Lions to see over Peninsula Power. And as you mentioned, I asked him, Adam about the fact that they did have a couple of players limp off during the second up, but all good, just precautionary, which is a great thing. We want to see the best players on the field for grand final week. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Matthias Simic coming off. Um, yeah, we, we sort of thought that, you know, it would have been precautionary that, you know, especially being up 3-1, um, yeah, like I said, it's a good a very, time to rest players, isn't it? Yeah, very key player that you know you're going into a grand final. So Joe Duckworth, the, the Golden Boot winner as well. That sort of you know he went he went off through injury as well. So look, let's let's fingers crossed that you know, both those players are fit and able to take their place uh, next week in the grand final. Absolutely. On that showing, lines look quite good today. We know that they obviously had a bit of a rough end of the season by their very high standards, but they look like they're getting back to something close to their best last night. Oh, it's it's just uncanny, you know that you know these top four clubs. They go, it's all goes through, you know, you know peaks and troughs with them. And they, you know, like I said, they lost a couple of games three 0 at the back end of the season. You're thinking, oh, are they going to be making up the numbers, um, or you know, will they actually do something? And we, we sort of, we've sort of, you know, over the past couple of weeks in the run of the finals, that when it got to the final series, it was going to be a case of on the night the best team. And in, within the circumstances, was always going to you know to win, and it's just a case of you, know, you just can never write off lines. Absolutely, we'll move on now to the second game for the weekend in the MPL's men's semi-final number two, Olympic FC two, Gold Coast Knights one. Jez Lofthouse on the scoreboard in the forty-fourth minute, and Mitch Nichols scoring in the second minute of his first half stoppage time for a few minutes of madness there. Costasaros with the winner for Olympic, fifteen minutes from time, and this was an absolutely outstanding clash. Adam, we just got home from it. It was a really great game to be at. Oh, absolutely. This is this is uh, what you sort of almost dream of of local football. Um, you know, almost you know, I, sort of we estimate about fifteen hundred you know, in attendance tonight at Goodwin Park. You know, congratulations uh, first of all to uh, Gold Coast Knights supporters for coming up and you know really giving it an atmosphere. Like we thought, we thought that you know, the the game last Sunday, you know, was you know, it was a, a, a pulsating atmosphere. This went to another level tonight, and you know, we've we've you know. We've witnessed you know, a number of times, you know, what the Gold Coast Knights, you know, sort of support can be. So, you know, Perry Park, you know, last year for the Grand Finals, a perfect exhilaration for that illustration, I should say. And um, yeah, look, they bring some, but also as well, the, the you know, the Olympic support as well, you know, also really gave, gave you know, sort of, you know, a great feel. So, yeah, look, it's an excellent. It was a great game of football, you know, sort of not only on the pitch but off the pitch. It was 1,300 last week for the Brisbane City game. It's only felt like a couple hundred more than that. It was a really great atmosphere out there at Goodwin Park. So we'll go through the game now. It was almost five minutes of madness, Adam, in the um, end of the first half there with Jez Lofthouse scoring a bit of a, a bit of an off, off, um, opportunistic goal, if you like, there with a mistake from Josh Langdon. And then Knights went straight down the other end and scored in the second minute of stoppage time through Mitch Nichols. And it just, it just was a bizarre few minutes. Yeah, look... Um... 
I guess the one thing about the first goal, now the Jez Lofthouse goal, is that that earlier in the in the half, um, Josh Langdon got away with with one. You now trying now with Josh with. Uh, with Jez Lofteth actually putting pressure on him, sort of, you know, that high press. And, uh, yeah, he got away with that one, but he didn't get away, you know, the second time from a minute out from full time. So that sort of really sort of, you know, set, set um, Knights back. Well, we, at least you thought. Then uh, Mitch Nichols, who always seems to, you know, in the big games, rise occasion, he was able to fire one pass, uh, Lockie Hunter, to take the game one or half time, and it was all to play for at the break. You're absolutely right. Mitch Nichols, every time we've seen him play in the last couple of years for the Gold Coast Knights in person, it's, it's mostly been the big games we've seen them, and he's always been absolutely one of their standout players, and he got them back into the game right on half time. And it was, the second half was quite an even contest, Adam, but it was decided ultimately by a bit of a counterattack from Olympic Jez Lofthouse teeing up Costa Saros, and that was the game winner. It was, yeah. And um, look, it was, again, it was a. I'm not going to say opportunistic, but it obviously um, they they hit them. They hit uh, Gold Coast Knights on the counter, and yeah, they after you know a bit of a sort of a, a scramble within the box. Ah, uh, yeah, Costasaris again, who's probably probably of the of that front four that um, Olympic has probably is probably the more probably the more unsung hero of that of that group. You know, of you know just Lofthouse, Daniel Lech, Tusker Sakia, and Costasaros. Um, yeah, he seems to be the one that you know that, that seems to be to the less heralded one, but always seems to be there on the spot. And you know, he got he gets the game winner. He scored last week as well. He did. So he's certainly contributing with the goals. And that front four for Olympic, it's, it's a, such an exciting front four, isn't it? The way they combine and move positions, it's a really it's a joy to watch. Oh, absolutely, and it seems to be all sort of around Sakir as far as you know when when he when he go, takes up a position, um, it, it's sort of that the the. the intuitively the front four they pretty much you know, they'll rotate and where Sakir goes who seems to be given pretty much free reign to sort of do what he wants in that sort of that in the mid no in the midfield but also sort of up front they seem to be able to be you know, so well in tune that they'll, they'll always you know fall in and sort of fill in the gap where he's gone rather than sort of overloading or just leaving a gap you know and leaving privy to a counterattack. So um yeah it's very, very well coached that that you know that com those combinations and whatnot. And yeah, you wouldn't want to sort of go out and actually, you know, commit to saying, oh, that you know, Jeslov just plays on the on the on the left, you know, you know, Sakir plays in the middle, you know, in that number nine role, Daniel Leck behind him. Because they, they just constantly move throughout the whole whole sort of you know, the whole game. And uh yeah, look, it really is something, you know, to, to behold as far as you know, how well they're drilled. It might look like that on a sheet of paper before the game in a team sheet, but it certainly doesn't look like that on the field. A terrific acquisition from MPL Victoria Tasku Sakia. And speaking of Japanese players, and we saw that full time tonight after the game. Kazuo Ito was chaired off the field with to a what I would call a standing ovation from a very large crowd there at Goodwin Park, appreciating his his many years of service there at, at Olympic as he announces that he will not be he will finish up at the end of 2020. Yeah, 187 games, which is the MPL Queensland games record, will be 188 before he officially hanged up his boots. But um, yeah, look, uh, he was there in the beginning. It's to be his fifth grand final appearance. Um, and look, he's just, he's just you know, an ornament to the game locally. Um, like I said, he means a lot to to that club. And look, it's going to be really weird coming to next season, seeing that, you know, that... that um, that right back spot, or even so, he's even you know in previous years been more versatile. Where even last year he was yeah. playing in, in you know in defensive midfield, but not seeing you know, Kazuya Ito number eight uh, on the Olympic score sheet. It's going to be a very weird sort of feeling next season. Absolutely. Well, now we caught up with Kazuya Ito last tonight. I beg your pardon. Down at Goodwin Park, we'll hear from him 
Right after we hear from the Olympic FC coach Ben Khan on his side's win through to a third successive NPL grand final. Up to our Olympic coach Ben Khan. Ben, two one winners of the Gold Coast tonight. Like through to another grand final. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks very much. It was a, uh, another emotional one. Um, you know, Kazuya's, Kazuya's last game at Goodwin Park, so there was a lot of um, uh, interest in that and a lot of people that were, were here to see Kazuya off. And, yeah, so look, um, yeah, the, the game itself was a roller coaster and yeah, we got there. We'll talk about the game in a moment. What we're on to Kazuya Ito, what does he mean to this club having been here for so long and such a popular player? Oh, look, I think I think even you know even before I came to Olympic, you know, you're being in Queensland, football in Queensland, you're aware of Kazuya and his and, and what he is to Olympic. He's he's not just a, a great player. He, you know, if you're here through the week, he's here at all hours of the day. He's uh, every kid at the club knows his name, and he's like the Pied Piper when he walks around Goodwin Park, everybody follows, and he's just an absolute gentleman of a human, and yeah. You know, and he's a terrific footballer, a terrific role model for everybody here. He's, yeah, he's an absolute pleasure. On those two goals right for the half time, you scored first and they got their equaliser late on. Did that change your approach to the, to the speech at half time? It seemed like it was just a massive moment there, a couple of goals there right on half time. Yeah, look, uh, you know, we. Um, They'll, they'll probably look at our first goal and, and think it was you know not not a great one to concede you know we worked hard and, and Jesse put in such an effort to, to press Langdon like that and you know it was a reward for Jesse's hard work but then conceding the way we did was really disappointing I think it was 30 seconds to go and we uh, you know we to, to give that away at that time was was we, you know was frustrating but half time didn't change you know there were some things in the game that we had to tweak and had to adapt and it wouldn't have mattered whatever the score was we had to make those changes so yeah it was a calm half time and we just let everybody breathe and yeah take a deep breath and move on into the second half I mean, you're always confident once you got that goal in front once again you'd see the game out in the second half uh, I'd love to say yes um, <laughs> but it's a semi-final and you know Sawyer's a real threat and there were a lot of long balls into him and a lot of good runs from Brown and McQuarsey off him and Nichols finds really good spaces and you know he, he, he got on the ball a lot as the game went on and started to hurt us a bit so um, you know, I'd love to say we were comfortable Look, at, we, we, we defended so well the boys were brilliant but of course in a semi-final with, with minutes to go it's always tense you're talking about their front third combination, but your own front third combination were really good, slick, sharp. What was that? How, how happy are you with the way that that's really progressed over the season? Look, some some of the football this season's been been on another level. Um, today was tense. You know, we turned over quite a lot, and uh, you know, I was proud that the players, you know, they were relaxed and they kept trying to do the right things. Um, uh, yeah, look, it's hard. Hard. It was all a bit emotional. I watch it, watch the game back, and make some assessments. But I'm, you know, I, I think that we can do better than that going into next week. And I think we can, we can dominate, you know, and, and take a bit more control of the game than we did today. Speaking of watching games next week, did you get a chance to see any of the game last night? What are your thoughts on playing Lions once again yeah, in the grand final? I, I actually didn't watch it. Um, I chose to have a night to myself and, and stay away from football and save my energy for tonight. So I haven't watched it. I've seen the score. I've had lots of people get in touch and say that there were some, you know, contentious decisions decisions and it was quite a heated game so look I don't know we'll watch it back tomorrow and we'll we'll start preparing for Lions. So congratulations and good luck with that match against the Lions next week. Thanks very much guys appreciate it. Okay we're joined by Olympic defender Kazu Ito. Kazu thanks for taking the time to talk to us tonight. Through to another grand final here. What were your thoughts on that tonight? Um, you know, it's already did it from Olympic FC, like how many time and um, everything. So, you know, actually, you know, I'm already decided two months ago. Yep. And then we're talking about, you know, it's my body is still no problem. 
Yeah, but that time, from from like supporters and oh, Kazuya, you can't run and then you can't passing and oh, need retire. That situation, I understand, but still, I wanted oh, Kazuya could play and then can run and then I wanted to retire. This is my philosophy. That is my opinion. Yeah, but you know. Last eight years, I had the grand final four times already, and then uh, just one win. It's not good enough. So that's why I say, you know, I needed a win today, and then this is home game. So if lose, oh, big problem. <laughs> what, yeah, what does Club Olympic mean to you as an individual? Because you've been here for such a long time. Sorry. What does Olympic mean to you, having been here such a long time? Oh, it's my second house here. I can't. I can just one. I can't say just one sentence. You know, I'm Japanese, and then you know. So yeah, I can't say just yeah. I I can't say just second house. My house. Everybody support me, and then, you know, supporters and committee and then club players. Of course, kids. <laughs> yes. So, you know, this is my house. Yeah. And what would you say is your favorite memory of your time here? Is it the grand final win a few years ago now? Yeah, it's the first year, of course, but a little bit different because first year, like, I didn't know that everything, Australia, culture, football, or even like my teammate too. So, but second year, third year, fourth year, I had a big injury, SL and meniscus, everything, but, you know, that crowd helped with everything. And then, yeah, you know. Yeah, big memory for lost many many things many things here training session of course that last three years of course uh, band training you know every training is different here yeah. like professional and good players I think this maybe this year is most memory yeah. every training I was enjoying and everything well, congratulations on the win tonight, and hopefully you finish off with a winning night next week. Congratulations. 100%. I have to win. We have to win. Yeah. Because good team. Thank you for coming today. Thank you, mate. Thanks. That was Ben Khan and Kazu Ito after the game tonight. Thank you to both Ben and Kazu for talking to us after the game. And we've heard from both coaches, Adam, now in terms of what they thought of their side's play, and they didn't give much away about the grand finals weekend, so we'll talk about it between ourselves briefly. It's a matchup we have seen before two years ago when they played out at Lions Stadium, which was a 2-1 win for the home side that day in extra time. So it certainly was a very entertaining game. It was a game which I very much remember enjoying, and I think we could see a very similar sort of matchup this weekend. Yeah, look, um, Olympic and Lions over the years, it's, it's almost like the original modern rivalry. These these two clubs are always seem to be there at the business end of the season, and and you sort of you look forward to um, to a big clash on the big stage. But I just got this feeling that this, this game... Um, next Saturday night. I think it's probably might be the biggest one yet because um, as great as those games have been in the past, you know, the dramatic FFA Cup ties, um, the grand final two years ago, but look, both sides have got some really, really big weapons. Um, th- thanks mainly to sort of, you know, as being this COVID-affected season. Um, they've seen got a few more weapons and this is going to be one hell of a game. And look, it might, it, it might be a case of either... Either, you know, one side's going to blow the other team off the park. But if both sides show up, well, strapping is going to be, you know, one hell of a grand final to decide what has been the most unique of seasons. 
absolutely. In those times, a couple of years ago, when we were talking about it, it was Lions who seemed to be the side of getting over the top of Olympic when they met in the big moments. It was, obviously, you mentioned Lions did win that grand final two years ago. They played in the FFA Cup. They managed to get through that game later as well. But in the more recent times, it's been Olympic who've been getting on top of these games, Adam. And I'm not sure that even makes any difference either way, if I'm being honest, because going into the semi finals last year, Lions were on top and Olympic managed to beat them and knock them off, and they haven't beaten Olympic since. So I don't think any of this really matters. I think these two sides, when they meet each other, they're that close and they're that good. And the rivalry is that strong between the two of them that they won't want to give an inch. And I think it's going to be a terrific game. I mean, who do you think could be the key players in this? Because I think, obviously, Tasku Sakir in that front four for Olympic is going to be absolutely essential. But but Lions' front four is not is not slow or on the goal front either. I actually think where this game is going to be won is like I said, look, like we're we're unashamed about how big of fans we are of a Tasker Sakia, best player in the NPL, in my opinion, um, whatnot. And look, it's not even, opinion, it's fact. <laughs> I agree on that. Um, and and, um, and like I said, they're also as well lines. You know, they've got Joe Duckworth, they've got a Henry Hoare. Um, you know, even. Uh, John Carlson is coming into form, you know, to what to what we know. But I think this game's going to be one loss. I think it's going to be the the back lines. I think if it be whoever can hold their nerves, and uh, obviously, you know, for for Olympic, they've, they've got you know Arjun Fedorovic and uh, Danny Driver on one side versus Tommy Jarrod and uh, Matias Simic, you know, for for lines. And I think the game will be one loss there. I think whoever flinches first in that, and, you know, and sort of you know maybe makes a mistake one. That's why I reckon the games would be decided. And because both teams are just on paper, you know, from, from Luke Borian versus, um, you know, Lockie Hunter, you know, so you know, almost the, the experienced master versus the young up and comer, you know, but both are in fantastic form. Um, I think that they're pretty much well match over the past. I think it's going to be one of those games where, look, you can, you can guess all you want, but the real, where, where it's going to be won, it'll be from, you know, seven o'clock on next, on Saturday night. And whoever shows up and, and takes the chances is going to lift the trophy. Absolutely. Well, you know, this is now Olympics fifth grand final, their third successive grand final as well. We know that Lions are in their second grand final in three years. Do you, I don't, cause I don't think this matters one bit that Olympic have lost the last two grand finals. I, but do you think it has any impact whatsoever that they have not won a grand final out of their last Three appearances now going back to the one they lost right after they won it in the first year. They won year one, lost year two, and they've lost the two most recent. Obviously, Lions are one from one. I don't, And they are obviously a, a club which is synonymous with winning trophies. I don't think it matters, though, because I think that experience of being in the grand final for Olympic is enough that they, they all know how to win the game. Yeah, look, I yeah, I tend to think you know these things can. It all depends on how you sort of view it, and but I think that this season has been so unique, so bizarre. It's like I said, it's it's now we're talking fourteen months now after after that happened, um, that that loss in the grand final um, to Gold Coast Knights at Perry Park. So I think uh, I don't think it's going to become become much of an impact, and I and I'd almost guarantee that Ben Calm will not let it be a, an issue, not let those uh, those ghosts of you know sort of you know, play, play some mental gymnastics on the, on the players because, yeah, look, it, it's been such a bizarre season that, you know, at the end of the day, the history is history. It's going to be there, but I think they've got to look forward, you know, and basically they've got to come up and show up and play next Saturday night. Okay, so that's the NPL men's going to follow. We'll talk about the NPL women's going to follow in a moment, but first we'll go through the two semifinals over the weekend, and the first of those was semifinal one down at Coplex Family Sports Park, and this was probably the upset of the weekend, I would say, Adam, because... Logan Lightning won, Gold Coast United nil, the Premiers go out, and it was a goal from Megan McGilligan right on the stroke of halftime, a great header, and this was 
well, a bit of a surprise, but as I mentioned on our Refl show in the midweek, Logan have the firepower to trouble anybody. Yeah, but it's actually their defence that actually, at the end of the day, was actually what, what held them together. Um, yeah, look, it was a very, very good you know, good header from uh, Meg McGilligan. And but that's sort of what we expect of her. She's probably, by her stands, had a sort of a very ordinary season, you know, as far as you know, goal scoring goes. Obviously, having to share share the goal scoring line like with Tian Petterwood and Shay Connors probably sort of you know affected that output. Like I said, eleven goals in you know in a season, but this is someone that you know has scored a forty and twenty in a season, so it's probably sort of you know meek pickings. But yeah, that just showed you know you know what she's capable of. Um, but yeah, look the. Logan defense, you know, they they sort of they came to play and they sort of repelled everything they could um, and pretty much shut down uh, like Gold, Gold Coast United. But I think uh, with them, they they were just a little bit off. I think, and unfortunately, in these in these sort of you know semi-finals where teams, you know, when you got good teams playing, a little bit off could be enough to to see you sort of gone from the final series. It's an interesting, one, isn't it? Because Gold Coast have had such a great season. It's a bit of a shame to see them fall one week short of the grand final. They do have their first piece of tro- silverware as a club since they've entered the NPL era, which is a great achievement for the for the guys and girls down there at Talabudgera. But it's I'm not, I don't know what you can sort of say about the performance. It just didn't. It just seemed a little bit flat, didn't it? It wasn't like they were terrible. They weren't outplayed. It just wasn't quite right on the day. I just think it's just opportunity. Um, the opportunity came, and Meg McGilligan scores what was you know, a very, very high-class goal, and that that's that that sort of ends it. You know, who knows if if that doesn't happen, or you know, it, it goes you know, it goes you know, six inches one way one way or the other. You know, it's nil all, and we go to extra time, and, and then who knows what what the result could have been. So it's I think it's one of those moments where you know what you take your you take your opportunities and and you run with it, and that's I think that's what it comes down to that it's just the one moment that decides the game. Absolutely. We'll talk more about Logan in just a moment, Adam, but first we'll hear from goal scorer Meg McGilligan and goalkeeper Keely Richards. All right, Meg McGilligan, Keely Richards, goals. Congratulations, grand final appearance. First of all, how does it feel? Oh, amazing. Every, everyone loves an underdog story. It feels incredible. Yeah, overwhelming, I think. Yeah. I'm, a little, I'm a little flabbergasted. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> stoked, yeah. I think. Stressful second half. It was good to get one up in the first half, but very stressful second half holding them out. They're a great team. Yeah. Um, I think I was just anxious the whole second half, <laughs> defending my life away. Um, but yeah, I've never seen you defend. Yeah, yeah probably right. Yeah. Well, look, it was a goal worthy of winning a semi-final. Talk us through it. Oh, I mean, Shay whipped in the cross and I just jumped for it. They've got some tall defenders as well. So I was just hoping to have some height over them. And uh, yeah, just made contact. And I think it was in slow motion. It went in the back of the net. It and was, I just It was beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful from my end. I loved yeah. it. Loved every minute of it. Of course, Keely, you had to make a couple of pretty big saves in that first half as well. Like how much, the, how much pressure did they put you under? In the first half, they came out. They came out very, very quick. There was a few one-on-ones in that first half where they just counted really quickly. Um, but I think we figured it out in the second half and managed to adapt a bit better and left a few players back. But yeah, they definitely came out hard in the first half. Had a few of my own players take a couple of shots as well <laughs> in this game, but we made it work. Look, that, that's a goalkeeper's job, though, yeah, isn't it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think they were just trying to keep me on my toes. So. It worked. Practice, really. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> that's it. And first win over Gold Coast United since March last year, I believe. So that's a huge result for the club. you got a grand final to prepare for now, so I won't keep you. But early thoughts for next Saturday afternoon? 
Uh, we don't even know who we're playing yet, do we? No, that game is still going. I think um, kicks off in a, actually now. Yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll be watching that to see who we're playing we'll, next. We'll week. just keep playing our own game. I think it's it's got us this far, and we've got to back ourselves. So I think yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, congratulations on advancing to the grand final. Looking forward to seeing you both next Saturday afternoon. Thanks, James. Thank you very much. Cheers. So that was a very happy Keely Richards and Meg McGilligan talking to James down there on the Gold Coast yesterday afternoon. We always thank the players and coach for taking the time to talk to us, along, along with James doing these interviews when we can't get there, Adam. We'll talk about Logan Lightning now. And I thought that, as I mentioned, they've got the firepower in that front of the trouble anyone, don't they? You mentioned Shea Connors, Tian Peter, or Meg McGilligan, which you just heard from. It's a really impressive front three that can challenge anybody. It is, yeah. And um, look, we, we always sort of thought that you know going into the season, when we heard those three players as a sign, and we thought, wow, that this is this could be you know a really really attacking, free flowing um, sort of you know combination. It sort of didn't always work out that way. Um, there's sort of a couple of you know very odd results uh, sort of in the back end of the season that sort of you know really sort of see them. I only take the last game to get into into the finals or at least confirm their participation in it. Um, but yeah, look, um, a statement win knocking over the Premiers. You mentioned odd form, but I think they're coming in some really nice form at the end of the season. They did beat Capalabar away from home in a real statement of intent game. I think they went there and thought we, we're going to make a real statement today and they managed to beat the third place Capalabar. They beat East in the final game of the season, I believe they beat East. Is that the final game? Uh, no, it was a two-all draw, but two-all I was draw still, I was still referring game. to, yeah, our uh, result. But so their four line, they're, they're yeah. competing with the really top teams, and that win against Capalabar, I think, stands in quite good stead now for next week, having now knocked off two of the two of the three teams that are in the top four other than themselves. Yeah, just, just to clarify, I was sort of more sort of um, mentioning the, the loss... Uh, to the loss to, uh, well, not the loss to the draw against uh, Football Queensland QAS, as well as a loss to the gap um, preceding that. And that's sort of where we thought, oh, geez, their, their, um, their finals hopes were sort of in a little bit of, you know, a bother, especially with East, you know, sort of coming home with a wet sail. But they were able to right the ship. And that's sort of that, that, that uh, win at Capalabar was probably what, you know, sort of, you know, did sort of set them off as far as, you know, getting back into form. And obviously this is sort of, You'd think it's almost the crescendo with obviously with the grand final next week against Lions. Actually, that's Logan Lightning through to the grand final. You just mentioned they will be playing Lions SC, two one winners over Capella, the defending champions back in the grand final second year in a row. Goals from Mariel Hecker and Winnie Heatley for the home side. Caitlin Torpy got a goal for Capella, so three future Brisbane Raw players in that upcoming W League season on the score sheet. I'm sure Jake Goodship was very happy with yeah. that. But Lions, as we mentioned, they're through to their second straight grand final. Yeah, no, he was, very, he was very happy with that because he uh, obviously retweeted uh, our posts on and, and commented on uh, Twitter. So he was very, very happy. But no, he uh, does uh, interact with uh, our social media on a lot of occasions. So we obviously appreciate the Brisbane Raw W League coach taking interest in what we do. But yeah, look, overall, um, yeah, look, Lions, um, was, was, it was a very, very good performance for them. Um, a very, very professional performance. Uh, Mariel Hecker, obviously, back to back to sort of, you know, her influencing best as far as, you know, at the, at the moment, you know, we were sort of lauding uh, Tasuka Sakia as being the best player in NPL Queensland. I dare say with Momo Hiyashi, you know, on the shelf, unfortunately, due to injury, that that mantle in the women's goes to Mariel Hecker, and she really showed it last night. No question. Mariel has a massive impact on that line side and she could very well have an impact in the grand final next week. We'll talk about that in a moment. But this was this was a close game, wasn't it? Capalabar were most certainly in the contest. When they got the game back to one all 
in the 50th minute, it was very much an even even contest. Yeah, that that was really sort of it. They came out, you know, very, very strong in the second half and they sort of really the intent to try and sort of level up the game. And um, look, it was a great, great graph by um, Caitlin Torpy. Sort of really worked hard. Um, it, it was, it, they almost conceded, the Lions almost conceded, you know, an own goal, but, you know, Caitlin Torpy was on the spot to sort of, to, to put it in and sort of, you know, equalise. And then they even looked like, you know, for a while there, being the ones that, you know, could, that could score next before Winnie Heatley sort of popped up and um, scored what would be the game-winning goal. Absolutely. So the Lions just hit there into their second straight grand final. They managed to beat Morton Bay at United home at Lions Stadium last year. This year, they'll be playing at Perry Park ahead of the NPL men's game. So it's a neutral game. They'll play Logan Lightning. And we were actually there, Adam, when they played most recently in the in the league. And it was, again, I think this we talked about earlier. I don't think Lions even into the power in the final round of the regular season in the men's competition was a fair reflection of the difference between the two times two sides. This game when Lions played Logan back in September, I believe it was, this was absolutely not a reflection on the quality of both sides. It was a great day for for Lions and probably one of Logan's low points of the season. Yeah, and um, yeah, that was... That was absolutely um, ruthless from from Lions that that night at Lions. Saying we were there, and the big the big build up was that it was supposed to be you know a top four sort of you know you know clash of the Titans, and it was really one sided. I mean, really one. I think it was seven nil or it, uh, it was, was seven a, goals to one when they played seven last one at yeah. Lions Stadium, and it was five three to Lions when they met at Cornubia Park earlier in the season. So that was probably much closer to the, the, the difference between the two sides because seven one was absolutely not reflective of the of what Logan Lightning are capable of in the grand final. That's that's absolutely not the case. No, and looking at I wouldn't expect that either um, as well in this in this uh, contest. I think this grand final, I think, I think uh, Lions, I think they, they'll, be, they'll be wary. They'll be wary of um, of Logan, but I think Rob Askew will probably as well be sort of pointing out the fact is that, you know, just win it early. But I think Lions start favourite. But look, you cannot write Logan off for a second because like I said we know that they've got firepower and it looks like they might even have the defense, defense, defensive units sort of you know back in order. And that was the one thing, obviously, can you know leaking twelve goals in two games against their grand final players. That'll be something that I know that probably Nick Croydon will really be honing in on to make sure that you know the defense is as tight as possible. You know, going going into the the uh, clash on Saturday afternoon. Absolutely shaping up an absolutely fantastic MPLW grand final next Saturday afternoon, as you mentioned there at Perry Park, ahead of the of the MPL men's game, kicking off later on in the evening. We'll keep talking about Logan actually because they are through to the FQPL grand final. The FQPL premiers and promoted to the MPL next year. They they picked up a three one win over Wynnum Wolves. Wynnum took the lead access to Steve Blackburn in the fifth minute, then goals from from Saunders, Liam Goulding, and Connor Smith in the 115th minute. They are not sure where the second goal is missing, Adam. Actually. It was three two to no. It was three one. It was three one to three one. It was one all after the end of ninety minutes. It's been a really long long week for me. <laughs> one all after ninety minutes. Two goals in extra time for Logan Lightning to through Liam Goulding and Connor Smith to see Logan through to their first FQPL Grand Final. And it's good to see the Premiers progress to the Grand Final because they've had an absolutely fantastic season. Well, let the record show that the only Premiers of the three grades actually to appear to be appearing uh, at Perry Park uh, this weekend with the FQPL Grand Final played on Friday night. Um, yeah, look, Wynnum Wolves started well, and they, they obviously Steve Blackburn getting on the score sheet very, very early on. Uh, and then um, it was a towering header from uh, from uh, Reece Saunders. Yeah, Reece Saunders. To, um, to uh, sort of equalise. But, um, yeah, Liam Goulding actually had the opportunity uh, with inside the last 10 minutes uh, that could have, you know, won the game in regulation where he... he 
he missed the penalty, I believe. Yeah, I'd say missed though, because I know otherwise James will be sending us hate mail saying, no, it's either missed or I'll saved. I'll send hate mail. It was a missed penalty. <laughs> and then, then obviously, then Connor Smith sort of, you know, rounding out with five minutes to go. But look, um, a very good performance by Logan. Um, obviously, they were the ones sort of under pressure to obviously to go on with the job. Um, we, I did say on on the show on Wednesday that, you know, this was potentially a game that, uh, that you know, could have the upset, you know, being, you know, obviously with Logan sort of, you know, having the sort of wrapping up the premiership and promotion where they could drop off. But obviously, uh, Rick Coughlin sort of was able to get, I mean, it looked a bit shaky after five minutes, but in the end, you know, deserving 3-1 winners, even if it did take the extra half an hour to get the job done. And ultimately that securing of promotion last week in the final regular season game against Mitchell, that probably settled them down, didn't it? They're right, we've got... We've got what we wanted out of this season. We've been so close the last couple of years to getting promotion. We finally got it. Now we can have a clean shot at the of the final series. Yeah, look, and I think if that didn't happen, if if it sort of fell apart at Mitchelson last week and, and Thunder were crowned the Premier as well, like other than them actually going actually facing uh, Mitchelson again, um, there's probably a good chance that they may have um, dropped it because I think three three sort of you know missed opportunities in a row that would be sort of you know a killer for them. So. So yeah, so the fact that they were able to get over that mental hurdle, finally, you know, getting getting the mission completed and actually getting into MPL Queensland, um, I think it might have sort of helped in the end. And I said they they go into uh, next next Friday night's grand final against um, Southwest Queensland Thunder. We'll get to them in a moment, but yeah. Wynnum Wolves, we have to give credit to them. It's been a great season for Wynnum Wolves. We've seen them become a real force once again in the FQPL here this year, and. Their second half of the year, if we talk about four, is absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal, and they gave it a, a really good effort in the final series here once again. Yeah, look, the thing with uh, Wynn Wolves is that you know you look back in the history of uh, local football, like they 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 were competitive with the likes of Lions and potential power in the old Brisbane Premier League. They so won they have, yes, and um, and yeah, so and you see the success, the relative success of those two clubs as far as MPL goes. Um, it's taken a bit of a while for Wynnum to get their act together. They've had some a few issues off the park that you know that's seen that's still seen them sort of you know sort of slide me I guess you know into sort of you know anonymity almost in FQPL. But um, a great performance. Um, so sort of the back end of the season, I almost they'd be ruining the fact that you know they were they only had one win. Um, Go after after the uh, resumption. So for them to come home like they did, I think it's a very, very good effort. And I think they might be one of the teams to watch out for next season um, in the FQPL. I see plenty to build on down there at Wynnum Wolves. I mean, it's, it's absolutely good. You're right. It's been, they were a side which were very successful in the Brisbane Premier League era. And it's good to see them now being to take steps towards potentially some success in the MPL. We'll have to wait and see if they can continue on this success into next season. You mentioned they will be playing, Logan Lightning will be playing against Southwest Queensland Thunder in the MPL, in the FQPL Grand Final, I beg your pardon. 2 nil winners in the early game on Saturday afternoon. Goals from Callum Hart and Pascal DeVita. Early goal for Hart, late goal for DeVita. Job done for for Thunder, you would think, but Mitchelton pushed quite hard in this game. Yeah, they had um, one opportunity, um, sort of, when they were down 1-0, um, couldn't on, on the vision. Obviously, we weren't at Toowoomba. Um, I couldn't see exactly what it was, but fired in a long-range shot from the right wing that actually, you know, that hit the crossbar, which sort of really gave um, Pierce Clark sort of really, you know, a fright. And had they gone in, it could have been a very different game. But in the end, a professional performance for Southwest Queensland Thunder, who obviously um, didn't show any real signs of disappointment that they 
that they were pipped at the post for the premiership and the promotion spot back into MPL Queensland. But uh, yeah, look, I think they might get they might be looking at getting a measure of revenge against the premiers um, on Friday night. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But it was that they had two weeks to prepare for this semi final. They knew they weren't going to be playing in the final round of the FQPL, and that battle with Logan was completely out of their hands. Obviously, obviously, they were hoping it would go their way. It didn't, but they were probably purely focused on whoever they would be playing in the semi final. It proved to be Mitchelton, and they were you're right, it was a very professional performance. And it's good to see Thunder through to the grand final because we've seen them in the MPL for a few years now, and they went down last year. I don't think they were that bad last year, but they happened to go down in the bottom three. and their bounce back this year has been really impressive. Some good players added to the squad along with the players they already had, and they've they were so close to getting back to the MPL. I think it's going to be a great game at the weekend, Adam. Absolutely, and I think it means a lot to that to that club as well. Um, so unfortunately, Thunder's name is synonymous with a lot of sort of you no. Know, you know, infamous sort of records and, you know, just, just a lack of sort of, you know, performance. They had one good season two years ago where they, they finished in seventh place. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, it's actually, it'll be good to see them actually in a, um, in a grand final, even, albeit, you know, in FQPL. But, uh, and like I said, I'm not sure, like I said, it, it could go either way. I think it's the beauty of all three grand finals that you, you can't say that, oh, it's going to be, you know, one-way traffic until, you know, until, you know, the, the uh, whistle's blown to kick off the game. So, but uh, yeah, look, uh, they're, they're going, they're traveling well, Thunder. And I think um, they've got some really, really you know, talented players. And actually, it'd actually be good to see a number of these players. I'm looking forward to seeing, um, you know, Pasquale De Vito in, in person. I think he's a really good player. And also as well, the defender, uh, Kroshati. Yes, well, he was fantastic when I saw them back in round one. Seems like three years ago now, it was back in February. <laughs> he was fantastic that day. So hopefully he can bring that form with him down to the Park of Puri on Friday night when they play against Logan Lightning. And it was a two-all draw when they met up in up on the range pre-lockdown, I believe that was. And they played later in the season in the game where a lot of people watching this would be the decider. It was a 3-2 win for Logan Lightning. So, again, these two sides are incredibly close. And I think you're right that Toowoomba, well, Southwest Queensland Thunder, beg your pardon, would have, been, would have been hoping to get their shot at Logan Lightning. I think, that's, I think it's a matchup that a lot of people have wanted to see, and I'm looking forward to seeing it Friday night. Yeah, look, and at the end of the day, you want you want your two best teams, you know, especially in the case of FQPL, where um, look, it'll be all notwithstanding, you know, Wynnum Wolves' form uh, late in the season, um, these have been the two best sides all, all year. And look, for for a grand final side, I think this is the matchup that I think everyone wanted. Absolutely, so that's the three grand finals coming up next week. We're looking forward to seeing all of those games. I encourage everyone to get out there and watch those games Friday night for the FQPL grand final. Saturday doubleheader for the MPL women's before the MPL men's. It should be a terrific weekend. That's the results of the weekend, Adam. But I think the best, the biggest news or the most the most viral news of the weekend was going right back to that first game we were talking about, Lions v Peninsula Power, where a certain goalkeeper turned up in a suit and his newly newly wedded wife turned up in a wedding dress. Adam, you care to explain some of this to us? Yeah, look, if you're not aware of the story, um, look, check out most of the major football outlets because, for once, um, MPL Queensland is actually trending nationwide. Uh, and, uh, and like I said, it's not in football, but yeah, Luke, Luke Borian uh, got married uh, to his uh, long-term partner, uh, Ellie Hepburn, uh, 
Yes, uh, yesterday, um, they had a morning ceremony, a small ceremony, and then um, in true football fashion, uh, Luke Borian kept his commitments, uh, took his place in goal, and um, and yeah, and Ellie and her family were in the power zone box, uh, the beneath us now media section, and yeah, in the wedding dress. So, but yeah, some great images. Look, it's a great story. Um, look, we, like Luke Borian is probably one of the biggest characters that we have in MPL Queensland, and look, yeah, we wish him nothing but the best. You now, obviously. Not only the 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 punchline of oh she's a keeper well yes that's literally she's a keeper being <laughs> she is a goalkeeper <laughs> she is a goalkeeper as well um yeah they they both met at when uh, Ellie was at Lions um and, and see so she's now moved on to South so I do believe but um yeah look we wish them all the best um. Yeah, and it's, it's been a great story, and it's given some sort of well-deserved attention to MPL Queensland, if it's not at least on the pitch, but at least it's often at the moment publicity in any form is good for the, is good for the uh, sport in the state. I think Luke Bory might be the only player in the MPL Queensland who would who would contemplate doing something like that, but I spoke to Darren Tom, <laughs> you heard him earlier, he had to actually pinch himself that Luke Borian was going to be available for that game last night, he was available, he played quite well so wish our congratulations to both Luke and Ellie on their wedding yesterday wish them all the best in the future and it's it is a it's a great story isn't it yeah it is um like I said and we do focus a lot on what goes on the pitch and you know sometimes some negative stories but this is a real positive story um look yeah, it's just it's just one of those things you just don't see. You know, I just don't see in football in general now. And and yeah, it's 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 a good news story that. Uh, and you know, obviously, a story that obviously a lot of people have um have seen and people that don't normally follow um the, the, this league in the state. And the honeymoon will have to wait at least seven days because Luke Boyan will be lining up four lines in the MPL Grand Final. So we're looking forward to seeing that game next weekend. Adam, we could talk I, more about this, but I we think, might just... Hang on, what do you one, got? one more thing I was going to say. The only thing I'd say is that if the honeymoon is scheduled for next week, then Lions do happen to win. Um, are they going to be taking like uh, 20 extra people on the honeymoon? Because <laughs> I think it might be the Monday in history, that. But um, but yeah, look, <laughs> yeah, no, we can crack jokes all day and sort of, you know, whatnot, but yeah. Like I said, but bring bring on bring on next weekend. I think it's going to be huge, and it kicks off the a um the festival of football. Absolutely, we've got the three grand finals next weekend. Then we've got the All Star Games against the Brisbane Raw. We got the MPLW All Stars and the MPL Men's All Stars before the New South Football New South Wales teams come up here for the first edition of the State of Origin. It should be a a great three weeks of football kicking off next Friday night at Park de Paris between the FQPL Grand Final between Logan. And Wynnum Wolves and Logan and Thunder, I beg your pardon, before we get into the two MPL finals. We'll talk more about those games next weekend when those games are done. Adam, thanks for joining me once again. Yep, thanks, Scott. Get out and enjoy the MPL Grand Finals again. For now, we'll talk to you later.